0: Welcome, everyone, to uh, Week Two's podcast. Um, this is Gone Critical, who and this week I'm standing in for the Mighty T, who is our usual compare. so I'm feeling a bit uh, daunted wearing these big boots, but hopefully it'll go very well. We're very happy to um, welcome P.T. Pie. Thank He's you. He's the inaugural uh, member of the uh, discussion tonight, so welcome.
1: Thank you very much. Glad to be here.
0: So we've also got Laurie Holden here manning the uh, recording and... Of course, Magpie Girl is going to make sure that we're all behaving. <laughs> or is that still side one?
2: <laughs> <laughs> his sister, I told you, his sister. <laughs> Hi, everybody.
0: All right. So we thought we'd start off by a bit of a review, PT, of last week's game. Obviously, we're all very happy. Um, I think you know, whether we exceeded expectations, we at least met them. Um, and I thought the most obvious thing that was back was that manic pressure, which really typified 2010, 2011 and, and the good times when Buckley's teams have been going. Uh, I thought that was great to see back. Um, what did you take mainly out of the game?
1: Oh, personally, I, I thought that the, the effort and intensity of the team as a whole was um, much greater than pretty much anything we saw for the entirety of 2014. Um, yeah. The, the cohesiveness as the group, who you know, everyone knew where to be, when to be there, where to go, seemed to have a much greater understanding of of our uh, our vaunted game plan.
0: Mm. And also, um, uh, quite a contrast to what we'd seen in the weeks leading up to the season, which had left us all a bit worried. I think about what we were going to see. Um, I mean, I, I guess the preseason's always a bit of a trick, as in you never really know what you're seeing is how, is it, is is it the real thing. But I must say I had concerns, especially after the Footscray game. Um, What were your thoughts there about pre-season?
1: I felt relatively confident up until that Bulldogs game, to be honest. Um, That was pretty much close to one of the worst um, games I'd seen from, from our lads in quite some time uh the the intensity again uh, that was up against the lions was certainly lacking in the bulldogs it was abysmal it, it was, yeah. it was dra- <laughs> absolutely i felt ashamed watching it sitting there wondering what's going on because there was no effort
0: yeah yeah which was uh, which was a, a, a pat in the back to the coaching staff because whatever they were doing they were, something was held back because it was such a contrast the the way we stepped out after about you know the first 10 minutes against the lions we, we really switched on and, and the, it was a fantastic effort from there. Um, out of the individual players, who impressed you?
1: Um, I mean, obviously, Steelside Bottom was was in in mine best on ground. Um, yes, yeah. up until he got injured. But players that had a, a massive lift in intensity throughout the game uh, and on their previous form. Obviously, Jared Blair was uh, another super effort from the little fella. On, on top of Jared Blair, uh, I think. Efforts got to go to Travis Cloak. Uh, might not have had the uh, impact on the scoreboard that we would like to see from him, but his efforts around the ground were superb. He got up, got on his bike like we all sort of hope and pray for him to do, and he just absolutely delivered. Um, yeah. Yep. Played his best game for quite some time and looked damn good and dangerous doing it. mm
0: one thing going into that match that I did worry about a bit was I thought we could have could have even in the wet weather I thought we could have been light on for one big man with Grundy who was the other the other bloke I would real was very impressed with Grundy especially his first half but Grundy and then White as his backup and also Travis's backup but I I thought he was the other bloke Jesse White a maligned character but I, if he can give that each week if he can give that effort and that um, uh, you know, what do you take half a dozen marks? Kicked a couple of goals. Um, he, he, that will be be all we require from him.
1: Definitely, it, it's it's more about intensity. Um, again, from from everyone, they they all looked like players that just wanted to be there. You know, mm-hmm. they wanted to play. They played hard, and and that's how we need Collingwood to play. That manic pressure that you were talking about, but it applies with and without the ball. Mm-hmm. When we have that that manic pressure and we're chasing and tackling. We also seem to have excellent overlap run and getting into space. You know, when that's down, it's noticeable that every facet of our game is down.
0: Yes, yeah. Um, The other thing that stood out to me was the back line. Um, Great to see Nathan Brown back and just a steady influence down there. And and Jack Frost, both of them, neither of them were outstanding at all, but uh, just stamped themselves as ready to go for the season
1: quite solid, both of them. They mm-hmm. were, um, you know, might not have sort of stood up and said, I'm a superstar, but they certainly didn't let anyone down. And they also gave the impression, of course, that they were going to be 100% safe when the ball came down there. There was no panic uh, kick out of defence, which we've seen far too often.
0: Yes, yeah. And the other three blokes that we should touch on, I guess, were the the three debutants for the club, Jack Crisp, Travis Varko and Jordan Degui all had their moments. I think Degui really didn't get much of a chance. Varko, nice mark and goal, did a couple of nice things. But Jack Crisp was probably the one that impressed me most. I think a few people on the board this week have had varying views of him, but I really like the strength of his attack on the ball and the strength of his body around the uh, contests.
1: He's a solid lad, isn't he? Uh, certainly... Um... Can understand why some people on the Brisbane board were quite upset to lose him after, after a wonderful display of toughness and uh, and and a full-on ability. You know, he just showed that he really wanted it. You know, it was pretty impressive to watch. I'm mm. going to be honest.
0: And Taylor Adams was probably our last man to talk about in a way. You know, the old beamer gone and uh, gone to greener pastures. He thought uh, he was put back in his box to a degree by Adams, which is a very uh, encouraging sight.
1: Yeah, I think um Taylor's really lifted his game in respect to his discipline and and knowing his limitations. He um certainly still had a few issues with his disposal, but nowhere near as many as he has had when he's got that many touches previously. Mm. You know, before you would sort of think 30, maybe 40% of his disposals would be iffy. Um last Saturday night it was oh, it was less than half of that, that's for sure. I um yeah. I, I was really impressed with what he delivered and how he delivered it, more so than the actual job that he did on beams. Yeah.
0: He's an impressive player in tight. And uh, as you say, it just it's a continuation of that tidying up of disposal and lessening obvious clangers. And uh, he's becoming the player we want him to be.
1: Yeah, most definitely. Um, I, I think no one could have asked for anything more than what he delivered, particularly against a player, the quality of Dame Beams. And yeah. to see him so... Uh, what's a, it rendered useless almost? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, Beams was reduced to a, see ball, get ball, and give it off. That's all he mm. could do, and yeah. that's impressive for Taylor yeah. Adams. Very, very but, impressed.
0: Yeah, well, that's right. Beams was never able to do anything. Any, there was no standout moment for him where you just said, "Well, well, there's a class player at work." No, nah, not a, at all. Just a possession game for him.
1: Yeah, he, he looked like what? He, what he actually looked like, and he got sort of reduced to, in my eyes, was was a. Uh, 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 what's his name? Um, Matthew Boyd, uh, yes. from the Bulldogs. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Just just one contested ball and gave a hand pass out. Mm. And to, to be able to do that to one of probably one of the top ten players in the AFL, uh, that's mm. a credit to Taylor Adams and also to the coaching staff. Um, Robert Harvey and Scotty Burns take a bow because whatever you've done in the off season with Taylor Adams, he has stepped his game up quite a lot.
0: And then leading leading from there, I guess the other big issue of, of last week was the was the conditions in Brisbane, very tough game to play in, um, the heat and the humidity. It um, sounds like our boys really did suffer at the end. And, and, and the last, you know, I mean, I must say sitting there watching it, I thought when they got within, what, 11 points or whatever they got within uh, and six minutes to go, uh, I mean, it was really, I thought it was a, a line ball game by that stage. It was in anyone's game who wanted it really. So for us to stand up through that time was fantastic, but my concern is, well, what's it taken out of it out of us for this week?
1: Yeah, it's. Uh, oh, I think it's definitely going to have an effect. You can never you never write that off. Um, I think I read an article earlier. Um, Travis Cloak lost five kilos of weight mm. there. That's just fluid weight. So that's that's bordering on dehydration. That takes a mm. huge toll. Mm. Um, when, you, when you're when you hearing those kind of figures and, and you're seeing the effect as blatantly obvious as, as it was there, you, you know that the next week, look, the boys will give everything they've got, but they'll, they'll definitely suffer for that. In saying that, though, so many players set PBs, had their best preseason that they've had in years. Uh, yes. I would expect it to be not quite so much of an issue and, mm. and I would really want to see a bit more yeah. from our lads. Um yeah. I think we can deliver. I'm not sure if we can beat Adelaide, but what I do know is we can certainly um, make them,
0: Serve make something them work. Up. Yeah, which leads us to this week's game. So teams are now out and uh, probably no great surprises in the selection. I think there's a few things to discuss. Uh, we've got Seedy um, and uh, Broomey in, which uh, are two players that, you know that, that really do sort of fill you with a bit of hope about what they can become uh Degui being out I to me is no surprise I don't mind I know a few people on the board this week have said well why is he get in for one week I think a brand new player in for one week and send him back to the VFL he won't be worried by that I wouldn't have thought nah, and not um, at all and um obviously Saidi Saidi's the massive loss I mean that's as you say BOG last week and uh our second best mid, I guess. We've left Swanee out too. We could have discussed him, but we love Swanee. Um But uh, where, how did you see those selections this week and would you have done I'll, anything differently?
1: I, I, I sort of uh, looked into maybe bringing in an extra tall in, um, perhaps Corey Galt, um, more so just to stretch the Adelaide defence. But I can also see the value in, in bringing in two, uh, two classy midfielders. You know, and. and and I'd say Seasman will be played as a midfielder. I see him sort of playing on the wing and maybe sort of covering off down back when needed because our back six was pretty solid
0: last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's not really needed back there this week. I think I agree with you. But he'll be on the wing. And the other one, I, I I do feel like I can see why last week we we went with what I would consider one less tall. That was in the humidity and the wet in Brisbane. This week on Etihad. It's a big. I think it's a big ask for Grundy again to carry the ruck and hope that Jesse White can be the foil to both Travis and um, and Grundy. So I, I agree. I would have thought Galt. I thought Galt was going to be selected. I would have thought. And I wonder whether he could be a late in.
1: Yeah, that, that's it. That's exactly it. Um, oh, I haven't seen who the emergencies are for us yet. Um,
0: I think it, he is uh, Paddy Kennedy and no, no Kennedy. Kenny's actually not named in any team, in he okay. apparently was had his knee wrapped up at the end of the BFL match, so uh, that'd just be a little miss. question mark there. Uh, um, Dwyer is the other emergency, so Kenny's Dwyer and Galt, and apparently uh, Dwyer had a great game in the VFL the other day, so he must yeah, have been close to selection.
1: That, that's that's the uh, the rumours that I've heard that um, he was pretty super, and yeah. uh, I was looking forward to seeing him run out because I think he's another player that. Uh, can really give us a lot, particularly with side bottom out. He's just his ball use and his delivery into the forward 50 is superb.
0: Mm. And Broomhead's the one that probably excites us all. I mean, I'm a bit disappointed with Broomhead's pre season. I thought, you know, what he came off last year, I was really looking for him to make a pretty strong impression in the pre season and stamp himself as best 22 without doubt. Now, he doesn't really, hasn't really done that, but he's come good the last couple of weeks. But uh, he does tantalise you a bit, and uh, I'm getting. I want to see what he can do. I, I just hope he can frank the expectation. Well, um, now we'd like to introduce us a, a really good segment to our podcast this week because we've got some visitors from the Adelaide um, board. Uh, we've got Specious Argument, Phoenix, and Nikki News. So we're going to do a little combo. Uh, assessment of the game. So thanks a lot, guys and girls. Welcome aboard.
1: Hey, guys.
2: Good to be here.
0: Okay, that's fantastic. Now, you your, your team was uh, pretty spectacularly impressive on the weekend. So you must be approaching this trip to Melbourne with uh, a fair degree of confidence. Uh, what's the general feeling in the Adelaide board? We had a nice
3: long cold shower after last week, so it's only round one. As uh, Gaza says, just a very small sample size. So, um, yeah, we're quietly confident maybe. Yeah, I'd like to think that we're a 10-goal better side than North, but I think they started very poorly and I think they aren't as bad a side as showed up on the weekend. Yeah. I also
2: think what we're, most of us on the board are looking for is consistency because that's not what we had last year. We, we were up and then we dropped games we shouldn't have. So I think a lot of us are looking forward to this game just to see what consistency we're going to get out of the team.
0: Sure, sure. From, from looking on the outside, um, if I was an Adelaide supporter, the, the two things that um, stood out, to I guess, to the rest of us and worries us the most are uh, uh, two blokes named uh, Taylor and Dangerfield. That must have set you going.
2: That was acceptable. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the understatement of the century. Mm. <laughs> um, so looking forward to what, what do you see as your strengths coming in this week and where do, you, where do you think you can beat us?
3: Well, I think midfield rotations We're building a fairly, fairly solid uh, engine room coming off uh, Jacobs out of the ruck. I think you know, we'll do quite well there.
2: And we're also mixing it up with bringing Eddie Betts actually into the midfield. So he sometimes starts off the back of the square, sometimes he starts actually in the midfield rotation. That's got to scare a lot of other teams with a player of his calibre and quality just running through the midfield and then legging it forward.
0: Uh, P.T. Pye, what about from our end of things? Where are we going to uh, threaten the Crows this week?
1: I think... um... North Melbourne were very poor with the pressure they applied to to the ball carrier and and I I can't see Collingwood letting Adelaide get away with it. Uh, North Melbourne, they weren't there uh, as far as pressure was concerned. and It'll be a whole different level. Uh, It'll be interesting to see how the Crows back it up because they were super impressive at the contested ball and applying pressure. But in that one period during the third quarter against North Melbourne when they actually played, uh, the Crows didn't cope with it. They just didn't, couldn't match it at all. I think there was about four clearances where uh, the crows didn't even get a touch on the ball, and it just came straight down to all the pressure applied and the clear tap out. Bang away they went. They lost the contested ball, and and it was only one quarter, and it was almost unsustainable for North Melbourne. But if that happened, you know, at any other time during the game, it would have been a forty-point closer game, you know, and perhaps completely different outcome. So I don't think the Pies will let them get away with it, and I would be. Um, very surprised if Adelaide be able to get the run on and keep that wave of momentum that they did against North
0: Melbourne. Yeah, I think I think you're right. From our point of view, we were very happy to see our, our sort of manic uh, work that we did defensively against Brisbane, and, albeit in tough conditions. So we hope we haven't lost too much of that coming forward this week. But um, I hope we we curb some of the brilliance of the Adelaide team this week. Um, to you, Adelaide uh, guys and girls. Did you see anything of Collingwood and uh, where do you think uh, the danger lies with the, the Pies?
2: Uh, sort of a little bit, but unfortunately it was up against that West Coast, Western Bulldogs game, so I tended to be a little bit more watching that one.
0: That I'm just a, um,
2: a little curious as to what you guys think that the heat um, in Brisbane, whether that will affect will affect your team at all because of that six-day
0: turnaround. Oh, we, yeah, absolutely. That, that's a concern. Um I think Trav Cloak uh, apparently lost five kilos through the game, so uh, uh, definitely energy-sapping game. So, it, I mean, our, our sports scientist guys will have been working overtime for the recovery this week. How much, you know, first game of the season, how they recover—it's going to be—it's going to be one of the question marks in the game.
1: The magic glove will solve all our issues. Mm-hmm. It was
3: interesting
0: watching this, <laughs> yeah,
3: it was really interesting watching Essendon from where I'm sitting. Anyway, seeing what a, a preseason actually does for players, and seeing you know how tired they got, and, and you know what those games actually get you. Definitely, yeah.
1: It's a, and it's a very valid point because a lot of people uh, underestimate it. It was even even more um, apparent when you watched um, the great Gablet and uh, the effect it had on him. He yes, he was coming back from an injury, and I can understand a, a slight hesitation even from one as great as him. But um, it was it was something special to see him drop balls uh, that that he would have taken you know ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine times out of a million. He just mm. dropped them cold. Yeah. It was um, yeah.
2: Yeah, he just didn't have that touch, which is what you kind of need.
3: Mm. I was mm. going to say, speaking of injuries, are you guys looking
0: at going in with a, a near full strength side? Uh, we've got it. We're, we've we've lost Steel sidebottom, who was probably our best on the weekend. Broken his thumb. Uh, we've got a few of the longer term injuries, so when we're not at full strength, but we're not terrible. Uh, we've got a, a couple of our young South. We've got, you know, we've loaded up on South Australians the last few years, so we've got Tim Broomhead coming back in, who's we're all pretty excited about. But he hasn't had a great preseason, but we hopefully he can put that behind him because he does look a, a, a real player of the future potentially. And Brody Grundy also stood up on the weekend and did a great job. So. I mean, it's a big ask for him to come against Jacobs this week, but um, he's he's developing.
3: Who did um, Kennedy shoot to not get selected?
0: Uh, I think he's uh, he played on the well on the weekend, but uh, I think he's hurt his knee, so he's not named at all this week.
1: That's exactly what I've heard. He took a bit of a knock. Yeah, he's, I mean, he and Broomhead um... are
0: both uh, both players we we want to see come on, but um, it'll be Broomy this week that uh, probably kicks half a dozen.
3: From afar, it's always surprised me uh, how difficult Ben's found it to get into your team.
0: Yeah, uh, look, a lot of us feel the same way because he he sparkles at times and um, he's been the sub a lot of the time. Um, He's had problems with his calves where he's had this compartment syndrome and had trouble running out games and had surgery last year. But we're certainly looking to him to step up this year. We don't want to make him homesick or anything.
1: No, certainly could don't be, want to give back. We could
4: do
0: that Dangerfield Kennedy swap though. <laughs>
2: uh,
1: certainly not. don't want to give back our, our stars, <laughs> our future stars. That's for sure. The uh, the three SA boys that we got in the uh, the no, draft a We, we like, of years we back like was that goal. little
2: Dangerfield. He he can stay around for a little bit longer. He seems to have some, you know, something about him. Just you know, mm. we think there's something there to go
0: go forward with. Do you think he's staying?
2: I think he is, but um, the, I'm a South Adelaide for a little heart.
3: <laughs> yeah, personally, I, I, I in the off-season, I felt very strongly that he was staying. Uh, I've drifted a little bit towards going, but I'm, I'm probably about 50-50 now. I really don't know. Yeah, okay, Can I just ask for a second there? If Dangerfield goes,
1: given that James Ash is holding off contract talks, is James Ash coming to Adelaide?
2: He can come to Adelaide even if Dangerfield stays.
1: Well, can you fit him in there in that squad with that talent? <laughs> Just sliding Rory Sloan, Sloan, Walker, all those boys. Yeah, can Sloan, you fit Ace in on top wing. of Dangerfield?
2: Yeah. We've got, um, I think a lot of clubs actually are aware that Adelaide has been banking money. We have quite a, um, a nice little pot of cash.
3: We had uh, a lot of money set aside for Tippett. I think we were looking at paying him nine hundred thousand dollars a year, and we didn't really sign anyone to replace him. We lost a couple of players around the same time, and we and we signed bets for five hundred. So I think we've we've front loaded a lot of contracts. So I do think we do have the war chest to go after pretty much anyone.
0: Of course, well, the other strategy is to give uh, Danger the big offer, isn't it? I guess that's your first priority. first priority.
2: No, we're we're actually a little bit like um, Hawthorne and Collingwood, um, not um, Geelong, in that paying unders. We've kind of traditionally done that. That kind of started with Neil Craig. Mm. Uh, the rumours doing the round here is that no matter what anybody offers Dangerfield, we've got enough in the pot that we're just going to match it. Um, yeah. So I think if that happens, um, that basically means that because he's a restricted free agent, that gives us a slightly sort of better uh, option.
0: Be the first. Uh, no one's matched an offer yet, though, for a restricted free agent and they've stayed, have they, I don't think?
3: No, not yet. I'm hasn't, I, hasn't I'm happened. interested to see you know when the first one is going to happen. I think if if a manager lets a player get to that point, I think they haven't done their job. That's exactly right. Yes, and yeah.
1: it also comes down to the fact that if if he's willing to put himself out on the market and you know accept, tacitly accept a deal, do you want that bloke at your club? It's hard to take. No, no, no matter no matter how good he is, is he worth it if his heart and soul's not in it?
0: We had that bit with Beams this year, and he said even he was. Under contract, but when he said he was going to go, you do your best deal yeah, I think you
3: you can't have a player playing handcuffs, but um yeah you know, and the other thing is is dangerfield worth off of a million like i I don't personally I don't know that he is. I think he had a couple of bad seasons in a row. I think the reason he's not signing is because of that. I think it's devalued him a touch. I think he's trying to have a good season this year to to bank the maximum dollars yeah can-
1: can he also continue at the rate that he's going um I, he is such an explosive player, but I've seen him play quite a few games, been more than impressed, and then I watch him go in for a hard ball and he comes out of it wincing and he gets back up. He's mentally tough, a lot like Luke Hodge, I would say, but the wear and tear he puts on his body, like I don't know if he's going to have the durability if he continues to play the way he does.
2: There's actually been a big change we've seen in his game plan if you watch the game last weekend. Um, there was uh, out-of-town Crow on our board actually did a little screen cap of one of the clearances. And the ball comes loose out of the centre. Dangerfield leans down to go and get that hard ball, but Douglas is coming in at a, at a better option. Dangerfield actually backs out, which is very unusual for him but then he goes forward to become that linking player who's then free. So he's actually changed his game. He's becoming a bit more of an outside player, and we saw that quite a bit on the weekend.
0: Mm. Well, we'll wait and watch. Now, the other thing I was interested to hear from you guys is, uh, I mean, Adelaide Oval now is becoming a bit of a fortress. Um, how much difference does the trip across to Eddie had? We'd love to have you on the G, really, because we love that. But Eddie Etihad... Um, how much does that detract from what the Crows can do?
2: No, we've play, we traditionally played fairly well at Etihad, so it doesn't hold any fears for us. And I think there's big, um, any chance we can actually get to play on the G, we want to because we don't um, play on there very often at all and just to get the players used to it because it's a, it's a different shape than Adelaide. I think Etihad's a, um, a little bit more like Adelaide. It is that little bit narrower. So it suits our style of playing.
0: But I, I guess think the other thing is that hometown. I mean, uh, just I haven't been there yet and I want to go, but just listening to the, the noise off the TV is impressive of that yes, of Adelaide it's Oval. Yes,
2: it is designed to keep that sound in.
0: Oh, it's
1: good. It's also, I think um, I read the other day that Collingwood and Adelaide are 3-3 at Etihad. Yeah. So yeah,
0: no, I guess, real, no real advantage to either team. I guess it's the whether, whether you think you're – a lot. How much does Adelaide Oval give to the team? I guess is what I'm getting at.
2: Well, we know there's an awful lot of our Crow supporters coming over for the weekend, so please treat them nicely. Um, <laughs> so, and we we actually do have quite a large base that lives in Melbourne. So there is always. I know I've gone over for games, and there's sometimes probably about a third of the crowd. Sometimes you've depending on who you're playing is is actually Adelaide supporters. So there's a fair mm. bit of noise that's still yeah. generated.
0: Yeah. All right, and so what's, uh, what's your predictions? Can we pin you down to something?
2: I think we can win. I'm not too sure, though, about the margin for me um, because I'm still waiting to see whether there's that consistency or not. Um, I think if we can get on top in the midfield, then I reckon it could be a four to five goal game.
3: I think, um, it'll take your start to um, really have a special game to go but I think we're going to do it by ten goals plus.
4: Ten goals I certainly plus. hope that's. I
1: certainly hope that's not the case. I'd say that's a. Uh, w- with the effort and intensity shown last week, that's that'd be disappointing. But um, you know, if we fail, if we if we can't sustain that manic pressure and intensity, then definitely it's possible. I, I would. I doubt it's going to happen though. I think. Oh.
0: I think. I think it might be. A, I think it'd be a. It's. I think. Adelaide will rightly into favourites, but um, it's a hard game for me to call. I mean, I'm not not uh, going there expecting a win, but I won't be surprised if we can knock you off.
2: Yeah, I think everybody's kind of right. This probably might be the match of the round, and that's what most of the pundits seem to be talking about. You know, Collingwood, can they back it up? Can Adelaide sustain that pressure again? I think most of the interest from the neutrals is going to be on this game.
4: Mm.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, I totally agree. It's they're both teams that you would hate to face on their best day.
0: Mm,
3: yeah, and a, a specious, big forward, in a, strong midfields.
1: Yep, yeah, yep. both Sorry, go ahead. You know, big big matchups in, in in all those departments. You know, Talia Talia on cloak. I think uh, Frost will probably play on uh, Tex Walker, mm. um, and those two matchups are critical to whichever team's going to win. Who
2: spe- will play on um, I don't
0: think anyone will. Jack Chris maybe could run with him. You need someone bigger. Can
2: Chris go forward? Oh, I yep. mean, actually be a defender because we're playing him um, up forward quite a bit too.
0: Well, if he, I mean, he's only played one game, but he he played a bit off the half back line for Brisbane last year. So you know, he's he's new yeah. Danger
2: like... goes deep. Danger plays yeah. out of full forward. So and with that speed coming straight yeah. at the ball, that's a little scary proposition.
0: I
1: think probably the scarier proposition is your midfield getting on top and giving him the service that he got. Um, I, I would be, if, if it's me looking on the game, I'm, I'm worried. I'm worried about Sloan and Douglas getting those good, early, clean possessions right from the guts. That's that's too scary to contemplate. And then having uh, Rory Laird or Brody Smith getting the dish off and absolutely pumping that thing in with a laser-like pass. You know, there came Alice
2: Yolman, um, who played his pretty much his first game um, last year. And what most people don't realise he's actually taller than Dangerfield. Um, he did five beautiful little passes, like bullet passes to Tex on his chest. He actually played last week when he had gastro. So if he's is, actually well this week, we're kind of looking
0: forward to see what he actually pulls out. Yeah, it's, it's oh, a scary process. Mm. We've got a couple we've I'm, got a couple of games. A couple of blokes named Pendlebury and Swan who are building into the season nicely too, so it may not they be all way traffic in the middle. Nice.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, it's uh, it's. Yeah, I think yeah. it, it comes down to that first possession and who can get on the outside the cleanest. Because yeah. your guys yeah, I can that's deliver what it's it. Be. Your mm-hmm. guys can deliver it, and we've got a couple of blokes. Well, our delivery will. I don't think it'll ever match what Adelaide can provide, but our the the just the basic intensity that Collingwood can lock the ball in. I think that'll be enough. Our,
2: our big fear is our defence. We've got Talia, who's exceptional, but, but we've it. got Hardigan, who's going to make mistakes. He's still only learning. He's, I think, um, twenty games or something. He's only ever played. Um, so, he, with him being a, a second key defender, and then our younger ones. What when North got the run on last week? That's when we lost Brown, and we had to rejig. Mm. Um, he's apparently come up from the Corky, and and will play. So yeah. that's gonna be interesting to me as well as to whether that defence can really hold together because you might be able to exploit us there because we're still a little unsure as to how they work well together. Mm. Yeah. Um, particularly under pressure.
0: So we've got an evolving forward line too coming because we I mean Cloak Cloak we're expecting a bigger season from. Jesse White we're hoping and Elliot and Fasolo broomhead. Now we've got a couple of players down there with a bit of class, so you know, they could get off the yeah. off the uh, leash a little bit.
2: I've I've really enjoyed watching Jamie Elliott play. That that leap he's got on him is
0: kind of special. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit uncanny for a little fella. It
1: isn't what it's. Um, he'd give Chad Wingard a run for his money for some of those big jumps.
0: Mm.
4: And, and he's species. not as
2: much as a tool as Wingard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Specious, the uh, other thing on our board that, of course, we're very interested in is the uh, happiness of one little girl.
3: Yeah, I've been having a bit of audio troubles. I hope you can hear me now. Um, yeah, certainly can. Excellent. Um, so hayley's the name that we've been going with, uh, so I'll stick with that. Um, we've got tickets coming. I think the club's expressed to them, so they should be here tomorrow, but I mean, either way, we'll be at the game. Uh, first AFL game with me, first game ever. So we'll be there in the brand-new jumper that she's got, and I'll be wearing my red, yellow, and blue. So if you see us out there, say hello and try not to hate me too much. Uh, it'll be great to see, mate. I hope great you
0: get to see, we're, we're and we're all hoping she goes home very happy.
3: I'll, I'll, I'll definitely be putting some pictures up, but, um, you know, if, if we win, try not to flame me too much. <laughs>
0: You may have dropped out again. I
2: have to say from the Adelaide, but just seeing what you guys did, um, absolute kudos to your board. That was just fabulous the way you all pulled together and I think that's why most of us are on forums like Big Footy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 and just doing this tonight, the same thing. It's nice to uh nice to uh, have a spread a bit of the love before a bit of the bribery.
1: <laughs> it is.
0: It's, these are the things that make the footy worthwhile.
2: Mm. Oh, well and truly.
0: Yeah. Well, I think we've lost Species, but um, Phoenix and Nicky New, thank you very much for your chat tonight. We wish you all the best, but we hope you're not smiling on uh, after the game.
2: Um, probably reverse ditto from us. Okay.
4: Yeah, our pleasure, right. Thanks, Thanks for guys. A Nice Thanks to guys. meet you all.
2: Okay.
4: Good
1: luck on the weekend. Yeah, good luck. See you. Okay.
2: Yeah. No injuries.
0: Yes. Okay. Uh, final thing we want to discuss tonight was the uh, VFL match coming up. Uh, I think we're up against Ballarat, is that correct? Um, and looking at the side, named a pretty strong side. Ben Reed's back in, which is uh, pretty exciting. I must say I had some doubts about whether we were playing any uh, games there with him. But if he's back again, it seems he's on track. Witsy was named. Uh, Marsh, Moore, Degui, Maynard, Carnesis. Um, so there's a lot to see there this week. Ben Kennedy is the only notable uh, absentee. Um, what are you thinking about that game, PT? Oh,
1: I'm looking forward to seeing it. It'll be, uh, or, or at least reading about it, and as I, I don't get to see too much of the VFL. But it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see Ben Reid make a comeback, long-awaited, and um, hopefully he has some impact on the game. I don't care if he's not a superstar. I just hope he looks comfortable and gets through it unscathed.
0: Yeah, just as long as his as long as his legs are hanging together at the end.
1: Um, yes.
0: Any other youngsters? Who who the youngsters? Are you uh, wanting to hear most about?
1: Um, for mine, the, the the most exciting prospect for me is is Nathan Freeman. Um, I, I liked what I've seen of him, and I like the way he goes about his footy. He, um, he 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 is very similar. The comparisons I've heard are Nathan Jones and Patrick Dangerfield, and I don't think you get two better comparisons at winning contested footy and playing the game the mm. way it should be played. Yeah. Um, you know, the, Obviously, obviously, the, probably the difference between the two would be the uh, fleetness of foot between Dangerfield and Nathan Jones, but by yeah. God, Nathan Freeman's got that in spades and he's got yeah. their toughness.
0: Mm. Yep. For me, uh, I think Darcy Moore is the, the intriguing uh, young player we've got because... Uh, yeah, you know, I grew up watching his old man play, and um, he was fantastic. But I saw him play his uh, VFL game last year, and his athleticism is is extraordinary for a six foot six bike And he hits the pack very hard. Um, he was playing
2: really well last Saturday. You know, taking yeah. a lot of chess marks, and yeah. he runs really well.
1: It, it it almost seems like the VFL is not hard enough for him, if that yeah. makes sense. Like he's not stretching himself to play in the VFL.
0: Yeah, well, that'd be a good sign. I mean, if he can step into that grade and uh, feel immediately comfortable, um, do we see? Do we see him playing later in the year?
1: Definitely. Oh, yeah. I I can't imagine him not. You get a player of that talent, um, particularly a, a key position player yeah. that can perform so well so early, he'll be out there. He he he's been compared to uh, Joe Danaher. He may not have the the natural talent. Of, of, say, Joe Danaher, mm. but he definitely will more than make up for that with his application.
0: Yeah. And the other thing he's got is he's he runs too. I mean, he's a 49-second a 400-metre runner, which is, that's elite pace. You know, six. Yeah. Foot
1: six. Um, the athleticism that you touched yeah. on earlier is certainly most impressive.
0: Yeah, so he has to play at some stage, so that's going to be pretty exciting. Degui hopefully just steps back into the uh, fray and... Um, continue his development and uh Paddy Carnesis
1: yeah yeah he's um another one that Brisbane would be sorry to have lost but he's always been one of those guys that's had talent in spades and just seemed to have uh, I think to put it politely he's just uh, lacked the application he mm. seemed to be, I I'd put him in as a lazy player perhaps uh, you know mm. that might be unfair on him but um that's the way he's come impression. across yeah. Yeah. That's the way he's come across. Hopefully, uh, you know, now back in back in Melbourne, closer to family, um, at a club with an environment that can that can hopefully provide him what he needs to uh, let go of whatever it was that was holding him back, and and really give him the drive to succeed because talent is there in Spades.
0: Talent's there, but he has to. I think he has to. I hope I hope he realizes, and I hope he look, he's looking and saying, "This is my make or break season," because he he can't afford not to play AFL football this year. You know, he's a fifth-year player. So he has to uh, has to produce this year for mine, and I hope he does it.
1: But Yeah, you, you don't want to go through your career as a depth player.
0: Yeah, no. All right, well, hopefully people can get down to uh, see the VFL team on the weekend, and those who are there, we hope can provide us some good reports. Um, we're going to sign off now. So, P.T. Pi, it was fantastic to have your inaugural uh, uh, contribution, and hopefully we'll have you back again.
1: Oh, thank you. I'd be uh, I'd be more than happy to come back. And um, it was been a, a wonderful
0: experience. Great, great. Well, we we enjoyed having you, uh, Magpie Girl, as usual. Just the pr- pure professional.
2: <laughs> thank you, GC, and thanks for taking over for in the um,
0: yeah.
2: in the very important principal
0: role tonight. That's right. Well, Mighty T's held up with a uh, some technical problems at work, so. Uh, I don't think he'd be fretting about losing his job. <laughs> uh, Laurie, he thanks might. for uh, running the dials again. No problem. Thank you. And don't switch off now because uh, we've got a gem. It's TD's rant to follow.
4: Well, my rant for round two podcast is the lack of media attention that Colin got after the First round win against the Brisbane Lions. It was a big win. But we were playing against our X-Star Beams, a team that had beaten us, destroyed us in our last game, like, like last year when we had all those injuries. And the Mega like, have humidity, the absolute hot, sticky humidity that was like 90%, 95%. <clears throat> and we held on because... Brisbane came really hard, but I would have thought at least there'd be a mention, but in the media, TV shows. But I got was I can't Oh, yeah, it was a good win. Blah blah. blah and <coughs> Adams and Grundy having such good games. These two boys played really good games, and I thought, yeah, I always got a mention. They, oh, Grundy got a bit of mention. Both got mentioned in the in the news, uh, news, in the paper, which was good. But nothing on the TV shows. Just like. Oh, yeah, I had a couple of games, but I guess you could say they should um, back it up first, but it was a very good promising start that, again, didn't get mentioned, but it shows you one scene. the con would bad con news is front news, front news, front page news, and con good news is in the middle of the sports area, Just a bit of a wrap-up, yes, yeah, so there's a good win, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's what it is. This is how it is, but it makes me pissed off that we have forgotten about it.